Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that enjoys both dungeons and dragons. <laughs> I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, the Master of Dungeons, some would say, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, who just loves treasure and stuff. Yeah, and if by treasure and stuff you mean six pounds of Mexican food, I do love treasure and stuff. Oh boy, me too. Chimichanga, here we come. Well, while Daniel's chowing down on that treasure over there, Janelle's here too, and I think she likes dragons a lot. It's kind of the vibe she's giving me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they are fun. They're They're exciting. And I mean, they're not the ones that we still have today aren't as exciting, I guess, as the fantasy ones, but they're still pretty neat. Did you know that some of them have bacteria in their mouth that if they bite you, uh, you'll die from an infection? Oh, yeah. Children. No, no. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but that's not what I meant. (laughs) Oh, you're you're talking about something different. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) so well then nate's here and he's our resident wizard boy looking for modern solutions to modern problems poly fetish you too can live your dragon fantasies come join us this saturday 1v1 me dragon form only (laughs) oh my god oh my god (laughs) i don't think i understood like most of that but it sounds intense (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's pretty intense. Yeah, no, no items, dragon destination. <laughs> yeah, no fur either. Oh, my God. Well, uh, Nate, if you uh, get high enough to cast ninth level spells, I think that's when you can start taking a true polymorph. Or maybe that's level eight. I, I don't know. I wish to be a dragon. Do you, you oh want to be a good dragon, uh, Nate? I want to be a terrible dragon, some might say. Bad <laughs> dragon. <laughs> AJ, you set slam him up dunk. for that. Slam dunk, alley oop, slam dunk, Nate. I'm AJ. gonna reach my evilness across the whole land. Well, okay, hold on. That's not what AJ. I was going for. AJ, this is your fault. I know. I'm coming for you now. No, come on. I've got a bad dragon with your name on it. Yes, I'm coming after you, AJ. Oh no, hold on. I was just trying to Nate. Hold. What the heck? I was trying to help you. Josh, move on, please. I, this, this is my fault. I'm sorry. I admit it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> I just want to participate. I'm going to let this stew for a little bit. No, don't let this stew. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot to say something before. Uh, I, I'm contractually obligated to make this joke. <clears throat> yeah, Nate, I bet you really like dragon. You're going to love it when I drag no. these nuts <laughs> oh over God. your chin. <laughs> Do you there just you like go. collecting dragon balls? Oh God! I wish. I I wish. This is wrong. Well, I, Josh, the dungeon master, do not condone any of this discussion. I think it's childish and stupid. But boy, am I enjoying AJ's uncomfortableness right now. This is awful. I didn't want any of this. I just wanted but to move on from there. We'll finally move on to Joel. He's ready to get those dice rolling and. Stir that pot a little bit. That's right. Actually, you know what? If you put your dice in your soup whenever you're making it, 
it uh, leaches out some of the uh, phthalates and makes it taste better. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Is this is there a special way to do this, or can I just do it with my microwavable soup? Like, get some candles. Oh yeah, microwave works. Uh, if you put your soup in the oven, that works. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear air fryer is pretty good. Yeah, air. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just a an oven you put on your counter. So yeah. Um, air fryer soup. Yeah. Uh, how else do people make soup? I guess like if you burn tires in your backyard and put the can on there, you can do that. Regardless, I like stirring pots because I fancy myself something of a chef. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, soup chef. Oh. Yeah. That's good to know. Maybe you'll have to bake something up for us this session. No, I'm not a baker, though. I, I make soup. Well, finally, we have AJ. <laughs> He's just here for a, a good time. You know, it's it's just what do you what are you gonna do in life? You know, you just you just gotta have fun with it. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. And you know what? If we don't get anywhere, if we die in this next episode, that's okay. Because you know what? It wasn't a long time, but it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? She, she, oh, who? No, no, move, no, move on. Move Candace. on. Wait, like Candace? No, stop. Uh, no. Do your line and let's go. <laughs> Josh hasn't asked us how our week has been. No, I haven't yeah. done that for a while because I, I stopped doing it. Oh, what? Yeah, Daniel, yeah. quit stalling. So how's everyone's week been? Ah, damn it. Oh, hey, thanks for asking, Joel. Uh, uh, my, my week's been fine. I I ate some uh, I ate some Wendy's earlier. <laughs> yeah, do you like it? Wendy's nuts get rubbed <laughs> all over your chin. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> Josh! I would like to remind you that your mother listens to this podcast. Yeah, I just I just like her to be as disappointed as possible. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job because so. I'm also disappointed in you. It's impressive uh, yeah. you manage to exceed our expectations in this regard every episode. That's what's impressed me for 80 episodes now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 84 to be exact. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, ass- uh, I was giving you some slack, assuming that you didn't succeed in some of them. Yeah, well, and Nate hasn't been here for some of the episodes. So. <laughs> That's right. Well, well we Josh. Can't, we can't I'm... afford to miss any more time. So, are you guys ready to play some D and D? Yes, I'm ready to get. <laughs> Janelle's like, yeah, please. <laughs> I'm ready to leave all this behind. <laughs> Come on, Josh, F- filthify me, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. <laughs> Daniel, you're fired. <laughs> no. Alrighty. Well, before we get started, I'll give us a quick recap. And then we'll jump back into the action. So last episode, our adventurers talked to the dragon that they had awoken from its slumber. After communicating with her through a broken system of translations and half-understood language, the dragon laughed at your requests for advice and help regarding your plight, but did state that she would reward you for releasing her from her resting place so we will rejoin our adventurers back down in the depths of this old ruined tomb so our heroes are 
gathered outside of this massive doorway that leads into this room full of the dragon's horde. The smoke is cleared so you can see the interior much better than before. You can see piles of coins made of gold, silver, and copper, all of different makes and denominations from all across the country, many of which you feel like you'd have to sell to collectors at this point. They're not valid currency anymore, except for their weight and precious metal. The walls are adorned with sculptures and other crafted artworks. Some of them look like they're as far away as Talonket or all the way from the north, through from Utorn. There are sculptures of dragons, griffins, bears, other animals. There are statues of heroes. And then there are just paintings somehow preserved perfectly for however long the dragon's been asleep for hundreds of years in this chamber. And the dragon has moved to the center of this large chamber and has retaken its dragon form. And it looks like it's a little bit more comfortable in this room with its vaulted ceilings and ample space for it to relax its wings a little bit. And she looks at Jasper and just rumbles to him, grab a chalice from the pile. I go grab a chalice, point for everyone to go get one. She said, hey, chalice, though. <laughs> oh. it just said, yeah, she said, hey, chalice. Oh. All right, I Jasper go can grab. Try to gra- Jasper can try to grab a couple, but she growls at him and the coins oh, no. like shake on the ground. I grab the wooden chalice. I know what I'm supposed to do, boys. <laughs> oh, you got it. Nate, you solved the whole puzzle. I know. We won the game. I get the wooden chalice. The one with the hole in the bottom, too. Oh, <laughs> Nate did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't have a hole in it, but sure, it's made of wood. Um, it's very intricately carved. And... The dragon like raises itself up and for a brief moment you see a glow from under its scales as if its veins had just like glowed like molten metal. And then with a sharp hiss, it reaches up to its shoulder and cuts deep with its claws and blood begins to run down its wing in rivers before joining together and pooling at the base of its wing. And it gestures for Jasper to fill the cup. Well, hold on. Whoa, what? Oh, yeah. This is yeah. getting kind of messed up. Did we join a cult? I can't Did wait we to start kill you all after I take a sip. Oh, God. <laughs> Does she just look at me? Expect me to drink it or something? Yeah, like it's waiting for you to fill the cup. I, well, I fill the cup. And she says, drink it. Partake of my inner power. Oh. Become... A vassal of dragon kind. Oh, vassal! Okay. <laughs> eh, Jasper drinks a sip. Okay. It's blood. Jasper's probably uh, tasted blood before. Yeah, no um, doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but never my but own. There's, there's something different about it. It's very hot. And it, like, your insides feel like they burn a little bit. And everyone can see bits of uh, light kind of flicker all throughout Jasper as it kind of makes its way through his body. And Nate, 
I have a list of things that you can select from. What? Oh, that's so cool. Please tell me I can become the servant and just lose my character. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked playing Jasper. It's just a joke saying that I lost control of my character. <laughs> oh my god. So, Jasper has a choice of several things. Um, Number you three. Can... He didn't read it. <laughs> well, I mean, he might take it. We'll see. So, Nate... Jasper has his choice of a few different feats that he can take. One of them is called Gift of the Chromatic Dragon. It's from uh, Fizban's Treasury of Dragons. Um, it allows you to manifest the power of this dragon. So part of this feat is you gain the power of fire infusion. So as a bonus action, you'd be able to touch a simple or martial weapon and infuse it with fire damage. And then for the next minute, the weapon would deal an extra 1d4 fire damage on a hit. And then after you use this bonus action, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. And you also gain an ability called reactive fire resistance. So that when you take fire damage, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to that instance of damage. And then you can use this reaction a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. And then you can regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. And then the other option is called Gift of the Metallic Dragon, because in Hammerall there really aren't metallic or chromatic dragons. They're all just kind of bunched together into dragons in general. So, But the powers you could gain from the Gift of the Metallic Dragon is you'd learn the Cure Wound spell, and then you'd be able to cast the spell without expending a spell slot. And then once you cast the spell this way, you cannot do so again until you finish a long rest. And then you can also cast the spell using spell slots you have. And then you could choose to cast it with intelligence, which would be kind of cool. So that's kind of neat. But then you'd also get an ability called Protective Wings, where you'd be able to manifest protective wings that can shield you or others. When you or another creature within five feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use your reaction to manifest spectral dragon's wings from your back for a moment. And then you can grant a bonus to the target's AC equal to your proficiency bonus against that attack roll, potentially causing it to miss. And you can use this number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and then you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. And then there are some other choices that are a little less specific to dragons. You can choose to heighten your senses to the dragon's level of awareness and gain the alert or observant feat. You could become more hardy and resilient and take the durable, resilient, or tough feat. The energy of the dragon can run through you, and you'd be able to take the elemental adept feat, specifically regarding fire. You'd be able to take the leadership feat as you're infused with the dragon's innate charisma. You could imbue yourself with a part of the dragon's intellect and take the keen mind feat. Dragon's innate magic could linger as a form of good luck for you, and you could take the lucky feat. Or, again, going back to the innate power in its blood, you could take the magic initiate feat if you so desired. But I don't know how much that would actually do for you. But the language feat, right? <laughs> it's funny. That's actually not on here. Wow. Damn it. 
<laughs> Poor guy. The very nerfed language feat. Oh my god, Nate. So Nate, uh, what power manifests in Jasper from this dragon's blood? Jasper has a terrible memory and wishes to fix this. He wants to be sharper in the mines so he can fulfill his goals with better precision. All right, so the dragon's power flows through you and imbues you with some of the dragon's intelligence. And you can take the keen mind feat now for free. You can add it to your character sheet right now. Woo! This is a hell of a, of a reward. I, this is great. And I get plus one intelligence. Yep, plus one intelligence and then some other like fun things. You always know which way is north. You always know the number of hours before the next sunrise or sunset. And you can accurately... Ac- I can't say accurately today. I can't say it accurately. <laughs> and you can accurately recall anything you have seen or heard from the past month. You know what the best part of all of this is? Now I can meta with the language feat. <laughs> yeah, you can. That now, now, true. now it's opened up. You can take the language feat. Yeah, That's now so you can true. meta with it to get that extra plus one. Didn't. Woo! Now no one can complain when I take the language feat. So oh you guys lo- you guys see Jasper take the cup and drink the dragon's blood, and it infuses him with some sort of power. I that hot. Um, Are you okay, Jasper? For some reason, I start verbatimly quoting everything you've said in the last month. <laughs> back to me. That's messed up. He's still broken. You gotta fix him. <laughs> you know what? I think I agree with you this time, Gunner. But uh, I, I, I gotta be honest. I, it seems like a bad idea, but I, I, I'm kind of curious. And Gunner uh, reaches for the cup. I give it to you. And then I bow. And then I go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> is is this for all of us? I believe so. The dragon, the dragon's just watching Gunner, and when Gunner's just holding the cup, it kind of tilts its nose up a little bit, as if like signifying for him to drink. Okay, so yeah, Gunner will Gunner will drink, and Gunner drinks it, and just like with Jasper, he feels it like get really hot, and it kind of burns in him. And everyone can see his veins like glow red from under his skin for just a moment. So out of all the things I just lisper, <laughs> out of all the lisper, <laughs> I'm out sorry. Of, no, it's fine. I it's love fine. that. Can we have that as a new word? Actually, though? lisper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so out of all the things I listed for Nate, you can choose any of those and have them manifest in Gunner. And I want to. I want to. I think I probably worded it so it sounded like your characters are choosing. This is more of it is innately increasing some aspect of you. I'm just letting you as players choose what that is. So all it is doing is improving something that you already have. If that if that makes sense, it does. And it just so happens, you know, and I'll give you a peek behind my own curtain. You know, typically whenever I make a character, I kind of have an idea of like what I want to take at certain levels and, you know, kind of have a bit of a game plan. And honestly, so this is perfect for Gunner. So I think Gunner is going to take the resilient feat and he's going to choose to gain constitution saving throw proficiency and take a plus one in con. Oh, wow. Nice. Which is also good because Gunner was at a 13 con, which actually bumps him up to a 14. Oh, nice. Yeah, Gunner just, like, feels himself just get tougher. Yeah, I, I think Gunner, like, 
starts to like shift on accident. I think he has to like stop himself. He's like, oh, that's good. I mean, it tastes gross, but I mean, I feel really good. You should punch me in the chest or something. I feel so tough. Come on, <laughs> give me a good shot. Come on. No, I'm oh, not. No, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. I, uh, I don't want to spill the rest of it. Here, uh, take take a sip of this. And Gunnar starts to like give give the cup to Theo. I, I, I'm not gonna. I, I mean, jeez. Oh, all right. Uh, he he looks at this cup and he's just. He doesn't know, man. This is kind of weird. It feels like he's joining a cult or something, man. One of us. One <laughs> of us. One you already of have us. an ear in your head. One now drink the cup. Us. I would hope I have an ear in my head. Join our cult. Sorry, earworm. Join our. I oh, mean, there you go. Drink the cup. Drink the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, uh, I think I think Theo, like, he might feel uncomfortable initially, but I think he's realizing that it's more the fact that, like, the dragon's magic is prevalent in its lifeblood, so that's what it's giving. Like, that's how it's transferring its magic to you. It's not like a cult thing. Right, right, right. I just, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think I'm just trying to convey that he's just, he's very nervous about this. But okay. I just want to he, make sure you weren't getting the wrong idea. No, no, no. I was just doing that because it was funny. But that oh, definitely okay. is something that crossed my eyes. Like, man, this is kind of weird because, you know, some people worship this dragon maybe or if it's an eater or something. But at the same time, he he realizes that, like you said, it's it's more of like it really is a gift. It's as a, it's kind of like if a god gave you a gift or something like that. And so so I think uh, Fio's going to take a sip. He's going to close his eyes. He's just going to feel for what happens. And okay. what will happen is... He's going to get buff, baby. He's going to become more of a tank because he's been told that he's, he's he's lacking that department and he feels like he needs to become stronger. So he's going to take the the tough feet or be imbued with the tough feet, I guess I should say. Yeah, you're going to be imbued with draconic toughness. Right, which means that my uh, hit point maximum is going to increase by an amount equal to twice my level when I gain this feat. And then every time I gain a level thereafter, I get an additional two hit points. So yeah, when Theo drinks it, it actually doesn't burn. It just like, it tastes like blood, but it just kind of melds with him effortlessly. Instead of his veins glowing, just the patterns on his skin just glow for a little bit. Wow, that's that's some stuff right there. I feel like... Gotta here, punch me. I feel tough now. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit there and punch each other. <laughs> yeah, this is like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Gunners Gunners punches feel the same because it's uh you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nude, still noodly. <laughs> so the dragon's looking at looking at you guys now waiting for Theo to pass the cup. He'll he'll turn around and whoever's closest to him, he'll pass it out. I think it's Aegon. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Aegon. Hey, okay, kind of side handed to Aegon. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aegon hey, takes the ch- the chalice. Kind of hesitant, but you know what? Everybody else is doing it, so Aegon's hey, not the type to <laughs> peer pressure to, to not bow to peer pressures. <laughs> so Aegon hey, will wind back and take a big swig of the blood, and I think that okay. the blood like trickles down his throat and as it's going down it kind of uh, it interacts with Aegon's tiefling heritage and and especially the, the flames of Flagretha's feet that he took before or that manifested it in before 
and it strengthens his fire magic even further because he will be gaining the elemental adept feat uh, for fire. Ooh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And that, for everybody in the audience, will... When you gain this feat, choose one of the following for damage types, blah, blah, blah. Fire is what I'm choosing. Well, choosing, quote unquote. What has been chosen for you. Yes. Spells you cast ignore resistance to damage of the chosen type. In addition, when you roll damage for a spell you cast that deals damage of that type, you can treat any one on a damage die as a two. Woohoo. Oh, wow. So, yeah, his fire is getting even better. Man, this would have yes. been great against that elemental. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but alas. <laughs> And just like with Theo, when Aegon drinks it, it's his fiery heritage just kind of mm. adopts it, and he doesn't burn. But I think like his fl- his like signature flames kind of flicker around him for a, a second before they disappear. Yeah, and uh, Aegon will turn around and look at Vez, and <laughs> just kind of hold the chalice out to her. She will take it and follow suit. She's definitely not going to insult a dragon. So when she drinks it, I think, (laughs) in my mind, essentially what happens is her body's like, you know what we're really good at? Almost dying. You know what we should maybe be bad bad at? Almost dying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. And what power manifests within her? Suddenly, she feels just, I don't know, just just better. Some may say that her, her luck has turned around, and I'm going to be done making really bad puns. I'm very sorry. Uh, <laughs> she's going to take the lucky feat. So now she'll have three luck points. If I make an attack roll or an ability check or saving throw, I can spend a luck point on it and to roll an additional d20. I can choose to spend a luck point after I roll the die, but I can't know the outcome. And I get to choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. can also spend a point when attack roll is made against me and roll a d20 and then choose which one they get to use to attack. That's so cool. And if somebody else is also lucky, we just cancel each other out. So, And then I get these back after a long rest. Okay, cool. So you guys finish passing the chalice around, and by the time it gets to Tuo, it's empty, so Tuo oh. doesn't get any. Oh, no. I don't know. probably give him something like fucked up, like the ability to talk or something. I don't know. <laughs> God forbid, he can now understand so Draconic. Pain. He can understand <laughs> the signals he's been taught, but also Draconic. <laughs> <laughs> but no one can speak Draconic, so it's wasted on <laughs> Hey, just speak to the dragon I want Draconic. And then you guys finish drinking from the cup, and the dragon like slowly turns and like looks at each of you, and then you feel kind of a slight pressure in your heads, kind of like uh, feelings you've gotten when other uh, telepathic individuals have forced their way into your mind, but it doesn't feel like it's forcing. It feels like it's like gently like pushing its way in and you hear the dragon speak in your minds through the voice of the human form that she had taken earlier and she says you have joined me 
and draconic union as my vassals. I require nothing of you. You may do with these gifts as you please. And you guys all like hear this in your head. Wow. I, and yeah, now it's hippity hoppity get off of her property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she says. She says, now, now hippity hoppity get off my property. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. But no, I, I actually, I, I think Gunnar doesn't know what to do. So he like, he like, he's confused so he like just like half bows and then he looks up and he's like is that is that right is that good Aegon mm. <laughs> gives a thumbs <laughs> up <laughs> we're so awkward and terrible at this <laughs> I think Theo is, is just going to kind of do like a, a small kind of nod to the dragon and, and then just say hoping that his words will go through now uh, thank you for these gifts. We're gonna we're gonna do good with these, and we're gonna make a difference. I know it. And she kind of settles down on her massive pile of treasure, and kind of like curls up a little bit, and rests her head on like her wing as she like curls it around, almost like kind of like a relaxed position. And then she asks again in your heads, "So, what has been?" going on in the world since my slumber began. I'm curious. Well, boy, it's been a few months, huh? It's been kind of crazy, guys. Where do we Where do we start? Well, Veds, you do a lot of research. How, how far back should we start? Well, I, I, I recommend starting from episode one, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. If people do that, they'll, you know, they get the whole story and they'll catch up and just feel like they're really invested. Nah, start with Cockatoo. <laughs> Cock twice, you mean? <laughs> Cockatoo. <laughs> I think they just slowly put together their story for her. So you get you guys tell her. Is there anything specific you withhold, or do you just kind of like tell her everything? Uh, maybe some of the not so great things we've done, we don't necessarily have to include. But like, give her the general history of what's been going on. So that's what she asked for. She didn't ask for our personal histories, just what's been going on in the world. I only give details about all the things Gunnar has stolen since we've started adventuring. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess if no one brings it up, Fio won't. But, you know, he's nervous about the uh, the worm in his head and stuff. So, like, he'll kind of scratch his ear once in a while, kind of in that area, and just really waiting for somebody else to say it. And if not, he's not going to say it because he, he doesn't know how this thing's going to react or if he should ask for help about it. He's just kind of following other people's lead. You do kind of notice the dragon's eye flick towards you every time you scratch behind your ear, though. It seems very perceptive of everything that's happening. Oh, man. Uh, Josh, I got to ask you a question with this dragon. Does she... Um, you, you mentioned that she seems very observant of everything that we're doing and stuff like that. Is is the dragon making it obvious that she's seeing something and eyeballing Theo? Or is it just more like... She's just watching him scratch and he's noticing once in a while. Yeah, he's just noticing once in a while. Like every time he scratches, like the eye flicks to him and watches him for a moment and then flicks back to whoever is talking. Okay. If, if no one else wants to bring up anything in particular, I think he might ask a, a question regarding the mind flares. Do it. Okay, yeah. So, so Theo will ask. Uh, now that you kind of know everything... Do you have you ever heard of mind flares before? Do you know what they do, or, or or like any weaknesses they have, or weird stuff that they do? 
The name you give is unfamiliar to me, but yes, I have heard of these creatures you speak of. Were they, like, really prevalent? Did you ever fight them or, or like, see any of their rituals? No. Okay. I've only heard stories. Nothing beyond that. Do you know... He starts scratching his ear again. He's thinking about it. Do you... Are any of the stories regarding, like, you know, can they take over people and stuff like that because they're so intelligent and they can use their brains and stuff and things, or...? They were known for being manipulative and for their use of their psionic powers, harnessing a a power of the mind beyond that which the land itself provides. But I sense that you do carry something with you, another consciousness in your mind. What? What what do you mean by that? And then it looks back at Theo and it says, I know it is watching me right now. Oh, that's that's not good. Oh God, I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was doing that. I, um, oh, geez. no harm done. It's not your fault. And she just stares at Theo, and she almost looks like she's staring like past him. And she says, "I wanted to see me oh, to shiver in fear. <laughs> it won't dare make a move against me." God, she's so cool. <laughs> so um. <laughs> You wouldn't happen to know, uh, you know, got any tricks to maybe get, get get these things out of her head? And she just does the dragon's equivalent of a shrug. <laughs> like, just kind of, like, moves, like, her shoulders up and, like, coins start, like, rolling away and, like, the ground rumbles a little bit. Oh, uh, well. Do you know how That's to bring fair. the dead back? And she turns to look at Jasper and she says, Many have tried. Most have failed. And those that succeeded, we don't speak of. Why not? Forget such thoughts. They will only lead you down a dark path. Let the dead rest. Move on. There is always new life to be found. And that ends Jasper's adventure. Oh, no. <laughs> he gets to go home. <laughs> he peaked, he drink peaked some in juice. his journey. He's like, yep, that dragon's right. Yeah. I was just thinking of creating a philosopher's stone instead. <laughs> and the, Well, the dragon continues speaking, and she says, However, if you cannot be shaken from your goals, I am sure you will find what you're looking for here in this valley. I can see the strings of fate binding you together, guiding your actions. The choice will be yours whether to allow it to guide you or to strike your own path. Which is the right way, which is the wrong way is not for me to decide. Yeah, so I think at this point, Gunnar kind of looks around at everyone like, you know, kind of nods his head like, are we good? Can we leave? I think we're waiting okay, for well, her to dismiss us. Like, we're not going to be like, well, sounds great. Ta-ta. Okay. So, yeah, you guys stand there for a little bit, and she kind of, like, <laughs> raises her head a little bit, and she says, oh, are you ready to leave? Anything else you want to know? No. Then we shall hippity-hoppity. <laughs> it looks, she looks confused, and then she says, be on your way, then. If you require my assistance in the future there's no harm in asking but I have no guarantee that I will agree to help fair enough and 
Gunnar, st- Gunnar walks very respectfully away, and then I think when, when, once um, <laughs> once we get far enough away, he starts to do like a quick quick walk, like holy shit, holy shit, holy shit! I can't believe I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you guys are leaving, she looks at Vez and she says, "If you or your companions ever need me, just call my name out to the sky, and I will come when I can." My name is Ishar Abru. Ishar. Perhaps your kind knew me as Anita Galnish, <gasps> yeah, the hero. <laughs> Either name will suffice. I will come regardless. Dragon Mama, help us. <laughs> I will not answer to that. <laughs> Please. Actually, I will fly away. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for... For everything. Oh, and one more question. Yes. Which farms have the fattest sheep? Oh, oh no. Oh, um, she like mentally like, is it possible for her to like mental picture this dragon with her through like (laughs) the farms that she's seen? No, she would just have to like tell her like an approximate area. Okay. Yeah, Farmer Ross. So <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's this area by a door. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of elves there. <laughs> Look rather tasty. Sylvester um, <laughs> so thinks, and she gives her her best guess on which one she thinks has the fattest sheep. Okay. And her her tongue yeah. like slithers out like a like a monitor lizard's tongue, and then slips back in, and she says. I'll have to pay them a visit. Oh my gosh, what have we done? Vez just kind of smiles, more excited by the Anita thing, and does a little bow, and then follows the rest of the group out. All right, so you guys make your way back through the old crumbling ruin, perfectly safe at this point, and you emerge back out into the uh, setting sun looking out across the plains and trees to the other end of the valley. And who thought it was a bad idea to talk to the dragon? Yeah, Gunner, whose idea was... Hey, shut up, Theo. You didn't know if it, it, it was going to work out like that. You're not smart like Jasper. Well, I'm not dumb like you and wanted to steal something from somebody who could eat us. Yeah, but you, you don't know the value of money, so that that's your real problem. I think you misvalue friendship. Do you have your fate in the heart of the cards? <laughs> I, I don't get what that means, Jasper. What, you want to play cards right Jasper, now? They're, they're having this like about? discussion. They're getting like closer and closer and like glowering, and then Jasper just pops up in the middle and poses the question. Because <laughs> friendship uh, leads that... to the heart of the cards. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means. I, I, I think maybe V should just go home. What do, you, what do you all think? I want a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably our best bet, honestly. We get our mules and, and head home. Yeah, I think I think we do that unless anybody disagrees. Okay. So you guys gather up your mules and you get in your wagon, which you had initially planned to fill with treasure, I believe, is what you had said. But now you're departing with a different kind of treasure, a, a power of some kind to help you on your quest. So, our adventurers clatter in their cart back to the valley. 
travel for the travel through the night and they arrive early the next morning and they're able to settle in back home and get some rest before they embark on the next leg of their adventure. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.